High Five, episode 547. That's right. It's a podcast. That's true. <laughs> What's happening to you? I don't know. My brain just absolutely <laughs> forgot everything else that it could have possibly said. It's a podcast. Well, yeah. The end. <laughs> what can I tell you for certain about this show? Well, it's a, it's podcast. a podcast. That's accurate. That's for you. If you play Magic the Gathering. The end. The end. The okay, end. Do you know what? Good if enough. you play it, it's for you. That's what I'm here to say today. You get no more from me. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. Ooh, I got more from you. Oh, yeah, I know. Ooh, there it All was. Right. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Uh, our brains are hip and with it today. Oh, absolutely. My absolutely. brain is functioning. It's functioning. Um, and we're going to talk uh, to you today about Historic Brawl. Yes, we are. Because, Megan, you've been playing a fair I amount have. of it. Do you know what? I've just been having a nice time. It's a fun format. I got inspired because it was the midweek magic last week. Yeah. And I saw it and I was like, do you know what? I have always loved, um, I particularly love Tatiova. Yeah, you are a so huge Tatiova much. Stan. And I was like, why would I not do this? And then I played it and I was like, why am I not doing this more? <laughs> Historic Brawl, why, why am, am I, I not doing, doing this? this more? <laughs> so we're going to talk to you today about like, hey, what is out there in Historic Brawl right now? Because it's pretty fun. So yeah. if you're looking for something to do, you there's just like a cue for it. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to pay any gems or any gold or anything. Great. You just build yourself a little deck, play as much as you want. Good times. Good times. And that's what we're here for on Good Luck High Five. Good times. Good times. Next week is MagicCon Barcelona, by the way, yes. Sam. Um, we're going to be there. We're so excited to be there. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be working the event for the Pro Tour. It's Pro Tour Lord of the Rings, wow. which is a sentence I never pretty, thought I'd say. <laughs> pretty sick. There's going to cool. be Pro Tour Lord of the Rings draft and modern. Wow. Which, let me tell you, the last time I thought about modern. Was it four years ago? Probably. I think that that was probably. I mean, it. seriously, that was twenty nineteen. Was the last modern pro tour. And modern is like, if you asked me four years yeah. ago, what is the magic format that everybody loves? I would say it was modern. Yeah. So, um, toot my own horn a little bit. Yeah. Uh, if you were like, what even happens in modern later on this week or early next? I don't remember when it comes out. I have an article. Great. Um, that talks to a couple of players about why they're excited to have modern come back as a pro tour format. But also it includes like a little, like a little few sentence history of every modern pro tour that has ever happened. Holy cow. Every single one. How many have there been? There's only, it's only like eight or nine. Wow. So this is like, doesn't happen all the time. Exactly. Ever since 2011, there, there were eight or nine of them. Um, and then it's just kind of like a cute, like what deck was that? Like what deck came out of it? Yeah. Who won it? Like what was the big thing that happened? So, mm. you know, check it out. Get hyped for modern. I am. And we're going to hype you up for modern and that pro tour next episode, everyone. Yes. I just want you to know we're not forgetting about the pro tour and modern stuff. No. It's coming next week. Next week. Um, yeah. Very exciting stuff. So today, a historic brawl. Hashtag fun mode. Yeah. <laughs> this show's on fun mode this week. Uh, and we're also going to have Megan um, fulfill her promise that she made to you all a few Ooh, weeks ago. It's going to be it's going to be story time with Megan. Five minutes. All of all oh. of Lord of the Rings. The Hobbit. And the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And the Silmarillion. Just that kidding. That is not <laughs> happening. Five minutes, can she do it? The answer is definitely no. Well, you better the try. The answer is that I must. <laughs> you must, um, but, but also you can't. But I'm pretty sure that it's going to be like a lot of The Hobbit, Ooh. and then by the time we get to the end, we're going to be able to sum up The Return of the King in one sentence. <laughs> I mean, I'm ready. I'm if I don't care about the rest so, of it. I just want Return of the King in one sentence. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, it's going to happen. All right, great. I'm looking forward to that. So that's all the stuff you can expect from this beautiful show this week. In addition to me yelling about the fact that I'm not drinking a highball on this show. I'm really sorry. I'm drinking whatever the hell this is, a true energy wake up blend orange mango BS. Wake up blend as as like as a three word phrase makes me want to smack someone. (laughs) (laughs) You might ask why, Maria, are you not drinking the beloved drink that is always to your left on these podcasts? The answer is because Anheuser-Busch has discontinued Highball. Wow. And I can't tell you the emotions I felt when I learned this. I'm really sorry. I was crying in a Whole Foods. (laughs) (laughs) And so I come to you now on bended knee. If you are Anheuser-Busch, if you know Mr. Anheuser-Busch. If you yourself are (laughs) Anheuser-Busch. Please tell them, don't take this beloved drink away from us. It's it's a seltzer water with caffeine in it and some vitamins, and that's it. Anheuser-Busch is actually the name of a woman named, her name is Anne. (laughs) Heiser. Heiser hyphen Bush. Related to the Bush presidential family. Yeah. Oh my God. So, I don't know. I'm really sorry. If you're someone who knows of a good substitute, it cannot have any artificial sugars in it okay everybody i don't want that i want sparkling water with caffeine period do you know who you should really blame maria who <laughs> bud light's transphobic drinkers <laughs> if i'm being honest, like i truly think that they, they're that responsible for is this who is to blame for this i'm so mad at all of them for multiple reasons I, all of them for <sighs> multiple reasons anyway just had to let but you all know the blame where it belongs <laughs> And they will always be on transfers. The blame is always on Always transfers. on them. It's just how it is. Everything was bad. <laughs> that's at the root of it. Okay? Thank you all for standing there with me on Maria's soapbox wow. soap of um, Do you anger know what? moment. You told me beforehand that you were going to have a rant about something. Yes. And I should have, like, I didn't know I what it was. I for sure you would know what it was going to be but about. I should have, I should have immediately known. You know, I was like, look, I have a podcast platform. And if by some weird chance, Mr. Anheuser-Busch, or it's excuse me, Miss Anheuser-Busch. Heiser Bush <laughs> listens to our show. Perhaps I can persuade her to say you yes. are creating a hole in the market, and I feel like that's the opposite of that's what fair. you want to do as a company. I will say, <laughs> you are right. <laughs> I'm saying nothing exists that fulfills this role. I think nothing. most most companies are looking for holes in the market that they can fill. <laughs> Few companies are going out of their way to, to create a hole. a hole in the yes. market to open a hole. <laughs> to open a hole in the market to, to clip open. Open the, yes. play, the the patch that they made, <laughs> and I would not be coming to you all with this personal grievance if it were not vital to my existence as a human being. It's true. <laughs> I expect Maria. To, I expect Maria uh, to call me any morning now, telling yeah. me she's dead. I'm like, that's it. Goodbye. My soul leaves my body, and I'm forced to drink whatever the hell this is. It tastes fine, everybody, but it's not the same. So, like, yeah. it has sugar in it. Um. Anyway. Moving on, really patreon.com. <laughs> and all of this is meant to say, become a supporter of our podcast. If if you are not Miss Anne hyphen Bush with the power to bring back highball energy drinks, you can be the you can have the power to revive Maria yeah. by making a Patreon pledge in it's any amount. The closest amount. thing to a highball for me, everybody. In any amount. Any amount. Um, um, truly. <sighs> 
like thank Please. you so much to everyone who is already a patron of this podcast. Um, thank you so much to everyone who hangs out in the Discord, making it such a fun place to hang out. Yes. Always letting me know when I need to get my hashtag stonks on MTG Arena. Get your stonks. Which is like really honestly very helpful. Absolutely. Um, just remembering. Stonks. You know, I mean, uh, thank you so much yeah. to, to everyone who's a patron. Consider becoming one. We will make a, a silly pun from your name. We would love to dedicate, dedicate an this episode, episode to you. To you. Um, Patreon's rolling out a new um, function as well where you can join at no cost to yourself to preview kind of like what, this, what the vibe's going to be. Oh. So I don't know if that's up there yet or not, but yeah. it's coming if it's not already there. Interesting. Um, which is kind of like preview before you try before you brought, try before you buy. Yeah. Like a <laughs> car. Like a car. Car. But you're already listening to this, so aren't you already trying? You know, but I mean, I don't know. <laughs> they also are like you can have you can put stuff up and charge people for it, so we could make an additional episode and be like, oh. here's this additional episode for a buck or whatever. So interesting. I don't know. We might try and do that sometime in the future. Wow. Um, but that's for the future. What a what a day. What a day. Um, so patreon.com slash GLHF magic, uh, yes. sponsor an episode. Um also, Card Kingdom, yes. cardkingdom.com slash GLHF, the place to go. Commander Masters comes out in just a few weeks. Yes, August 4th. Get those sick Commander Masters decks, those pre-cons, um, get the cards from it, you know. Have you see, all seen some of these variants from Commander Masters PS? Yeah. They are gorgeous. They're I pretty love, cool. What do you want to call them? The profile cards where it's just like um, somebody's face in profile. Oh, yeah. Those like, ones are great. This Okay, let, let's look at some of these. I mean, there yeah. is the Urza one. Urza Lord High Artificer, and people are thirsting over this, and you're like, you're thirsting over a genocider. Wow. <laughs> but if you... Not the first time in history it's happened. <laughs> if you want to thirst over a genocider, you know, what wow. you do in your own time, uh, you can yeah. do it uh, with Card Kingdom and buy this variant, which, uh, to be fair, looks very cool. It does have hashtag daddy vibes. It is huge daddy vibes energy. <laughs> Uh, the taste. There's one of Taste of Karlov. Yeah, which is cool. Really pretty. Um, there's one of Ulamog, the Ceaseless Hunger. Wow! If you want to really talk about thirsting, <laughs> <laughs> Megan is telling on herself. No, I'm. I'm super. I want to be super clear yeah. that I think the Eldrazi are real gross. But if I was playing this card, this is the one I would want. I think this looks cool. I like these face cards. <laughs> yeah, they're very cool. I don't know what else to call them. Yeah. I think they look awesome. Anyway, they'll be available on cardkingdom.com slash GLHF for you to purchase once the um, cards come out. But you can pre-order any of the decks right now. Um, or if you want to buy a box and draft with your friends, it's draftable. Cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. It's time for the randomizer. Ooh, all right, Maria, are you ready? I'm so ready. Okay, here you go. Um, ooh, Megan has pulled up a random card yeah. for me on scryfall.com, and I have to guess the card from the art. This is a land, surely. What's happening? Okay, I'm looking at what appears to be a swamp or a bog of some kind, mm -hmm. and it's a it's at night, and there's a moon, but is there a second moon? I think, yes. I think this looks like two moon situation. So if this is a land, why are there two moons? Um, is this an anti-blood moon? moon on the rise. <laughs> Anyways. Is this an anti-blood moon card that the text says, if there's a blood moon, it don't? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That I, is, think I don't know how you nailed the exact wording on the card. <laughs> well, that's it. Think about hiring me for templating. Moon, it, it don't. don't. <laughs> This card is a land, and it's called um, uh, Twin Moons. Okay. And it, it restores 
all lands to their original tech. <laughs> okay. I think that's legit. Like, that's a you know? terrible card. Although also, I think like there's the problem like nice if hit. you play it and a blood moon is out, it takes the text off this land so it can't restore. No, this goes on top of the blood moon. Okay. It stops any and all. This judges hate this card. It go, it go on top of blood moon. <laughs> judges hate this one card. <laughs> it defies all rules of magic. All right. Uh, this is a land. Oh, it is called God. Everglades. All right. Um, it enters the battlefield tapped. When it enters the battlefield, sacrifice it unless you return an untapped swamp you control to its owner's hand. I knew it had something to do with swamps. Tap, add, colorless, black. So why are there two moons? <laughs> <laughs> because it adds one One moon is a colorless moon and one moon is a black moon. Oh, okay. That's, that makes so much sense. Yeah, definitely makes Okay, sense. well, Anyways, I got so close. It's kind of um, pretty. It is kind of pretty, honestly. Bob Eggleton. This is your card, be prepared. Oh my. <laughs> okay. I am looking at what I cannot describe. Okay. It is it's like some, it's some kind of cross between like a wicker man situation yeah, uh-huh. and that it's like a body made of what looks like wooden slats, but also it looks kind of mummy-esque. Yeah. Right? It looks a little bit like it's like wrapped in like wood or like in basket weaving material. Yeah, maybe. it does. It looks like a mummy made of basket weaving materials. Yeah, great um, description. Except that one arm has like unraveled and just has a hand at the end of it. It's like a partial arm, unravel, 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 hand at the end. I mean, And the person also does not have a normal person face. I would say... <laughs> If I were to unwrap this and guess at the shape of the face underneath, yeah. it would be, you know, like that movie Penelope where she has pig nose. Yeah, it kind of does look it like a pig like nose It looks like maybe they face. have pig nose underneath. This card, I'm going to give you a clue. The uh-huh. name of it relates to what it does to its okay. function. Interesting. I'm going to say that this card. It's a pun. Is Okay, FYI. this is a, a white card or it's an artifact. Mm. Okay. This card um, is an artifact. Um, and it's called um, Unraveling in Tumor. Ooh. Uh, Unraveling nice. in Tumor is the name of this four mana 2 2 artifact. Um, and when it enters the battlefield, um, an opponent must sacrifice a creature and you make um, like a little 1 1 skelly. Ooh, cute. There you go. I like that idea. Uh, I was gonna. I was thought you were gonna say you make a copy of it, except it's a one one. Does that exist? Oh in yeah, magic? that does. It okay. is, that exists a lot in magic. Right. That is probably yeah a one one skelly. Th- like you make a copy of that creature, except it's a one one skelly. I love that. Okay, so this card is much simpler than what you described. Oh, it is in fact an artifact. All right. So you did get the vibe of that, right? Yeah. Uh, the name of this card is Mannequin. Okay, it is two colorless for an artifact creature construct. Tap, add colorless. It's a one one. Wow. That's All it. Right. That's From it. Tempest. Very, very spooky looking art. This man. art, I saw this art. It you just, know just creeped me out. Put this mannequin in a storefront already. Seriously. What cowards are not putting this mannequin in a storefront? This was reprinted in Iconic Masters and in Jumpstart 2022 oh. with different art. Oh, I remember art. this. I remember this Jumpstart mannequin art. This, yeah. This mannequin art is way creepier in my opinion it, even. It is pretty because creepy. Because of the facelessness of it. Yeah, yeah. That's a great point. It has a it is a creepy lack of face. I would put this into the category of like just cre- just a little creepy. It's just a little creepy, man. Magic cards. Yeah. Top I'm 10. I'm into it. I'm into it being creepy, I mean. <laughs> 
time to talk historic brawl. All right, Maria. Like I said, I was drawn into this by it being the midweek magic last week. Yes. And just being a ton of fun. I was like, why wouldn't I do this? I do love, as you know, I love playing Tachova Benthic <laughs> Druid. Yeah. So this is the original five mana Tachova. Um, she is three green blue for a three, three. And she says, whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you gain a life and you draw a card. And so obviously this deck is just about like putting so many lands into play constantly. And just drawing all the cards. You draw so many cards. You have so many ways to like make your maximum hand size increase or like have no maximum hand size. Oh, wow. With like Reliquary Tower. So there have been so many that I literally have to like scroll all the way across my hand. (laughs) It's pretty amazing. I like, oh, I just... (laughs) It's just so cool because you can do things like you have a bunch of the the sacrifice lands from Streets of New Capenna. Yeah. You know where they yes. come into play and you immediately sacrifice them and go and get go another, another land. land. And so you can do that. And then you also have the card Splendid Reclamation, which is three and a green. And it says return all land cards from your graveyard to the battlefield tapped. So sometimes you have this amazing turn where you have Tatiova in play and sometimes even a Lotus Cobra. Right? Okay. And then you play Splendid Reclamation. Gross. You get like three sack lands back from your graveyard. Yeah. So you get those three triggers. And then they all immediately sacrifice. <laughs> and then you get three more triggers. So you get like six ETB land triggers from Tachova and Lotus Cobra. It's just incredible. You draw so many cards. You gain so much life. I just have people attack me over and over. And my and life like, total is just like 30 anyways. <laughs> um, wow. Yes. So highly recommend this one. You usually win by playing something like a River's Rebuke, which is a sorcery for six mana that returns all non-land permanence target player controls to their owner's hand. Nice. So you just do that to your opponent, then attack them with a couple of really big things, which is a lot, like, that's a lot of fun. You have a couple of ways to take extra turns, like Time Warp, Karnstam, Poral Sundering, and Alrin's Epiphany. So sometimes you'll do stuff like that as well. It's just, you know, I just recommend it. This one's a good time if you like drawing cards. And, you know, who doesn't like drawing cards? So Historic Brawl, if you've been taking a break from Historic Brawl, just to set a refresh in your head, um, you've got 100 cards. Mm -hmm. Singleton. um, Singleton. And you've got your commander or your, what do you call them in Brawl? Your Brawl Master? (laughs) I think they're still called, like, commanders. Your general. Okay. Your commander, Tatiova. And... The good thing about his, uh, Historic Brawl, like you said, a singleton, is that you don't have to worry about crafting a bunch of super expensive cards because you only need one of them, of any given card. Yeah. Um, which is really, really nice. And people are just kind of doing nonsense in the queue. Exactly. You can just, because like it's not a ladder or right. anything, like it's not ranked. So you just jump in and play against people. And everyone's just playing the deck that they want to play. No one's out like, I'm grinding these historic brawl matches for all my wins. Yeah, exactly. You're just kind of doing the thing that you want most want to do in life. Yes. Oh, wait. I also just have to quickly mention yeah. that sometimes you play a Cultivator Colossus with Tachova in, in play. And then I was just looking. I was your like, life is just really amazing. Cultivator Colossus. This is, is the one that it's uh, it's power and toughness. green, green, green. Yes. Are equal to the number of lands you control. When it ETBs, you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield tapped. If you do, draw a card and repeat this process. Good grief. So you, and like, 
To be clear, the way it works on the stack is that like all of this happens, and then after you're done with whatever chain of events Cultivator Colossus has, yeah. then you'll get all of your battlefield triggers from like Tachova. But it still means like Cultivator Colossus, usually I will literally play three to four lands off this card, <laughs> like from my hand, <laughs> and also I'll draw four cards, and then Tachova, like it, it resolves, and then Tachova is like, draw four more cards. Here you go. Here you go. Wow. So highly recommend. And do you know what? Also, I love it. It's sometimes it's great. And also it's it's deeply beatable, right? Like I have also <laughs> gotten I've also gotten beaten. Yeah. Um, and that's the fun thing about Historic Brawl too, is that yeah. you can play really powerful stuff, but it never feels I have yet to feel overwhelmed by a deck being like, this deck is unbeatable. It's like, no, everything's great, but because it's singleton, singleton. sometimes you don't draw like the great half of your deck. Sometimes you draw all the cards that are in there as filler and none of the payoff. And you're you like, you draw okay. you draw the filler, not the spiller, as we say in <laughs> gardening. Um, Wait. The thrillers, I suppose. Right. Yeah, there you go. Um, yeah. I've got to say, this deck looks very, very fun. And oh, that's so another fun. reason I friggin' love Singleton is because it's it's so variable that every game to, just feels yeah. different. You get to play so many different cards, yeah. right? Like, I will see cards still after playing this deck like a bunch of times. Every once in a while, I still see cards that I'm like, I hardly ever see this card. Oh, you, you friend. I like, forgot oh, about this you. this great card. Beautiful. Um, Yeah. All right, but if that's not your vibe, there's some other cool decks that I wanted to talk about first that I've played against. Yes. Um, I've seen a couple of Atali Primal Conqueror decks out here. Ooh, Atali Primal Conqueror. Yeah, so this is one of the new cards from March of the Machine. Um, it, it's it's red-green as a commander because its backside is red-green, right? It has like the red-green uh, it, it is red, and it has a green-activated transform. That's right. And so it's red-green. Uh, this is five red red for a seven seven trample. When it enters the battlefield, each player exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card. I love this you card so much. Any number of spells from among the non-land cards exiled this way without paying their mana costs. So a lot of these are ramp decks. So there's like, right, you play like Elvish Mystic and Llanowar Elves and Ragavan Nimble Pilfer to try and make those treasures yeah. and lots of stuff. And you try and cast Atali pretty early. I did have an opponent cast Atali and then get um, Emrakul promised and like was the card that they <laughs> exiled from the top of their deck. I got wrecked. Oh, I got wrecked that's great. big time. That's great. <laughs> it was wild. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is you see a card like Atali and you're like, surely that can't be your commander. That costs Seven, seven mana. Seven mana. But with all of these mana dorks, did it seem like totally doable that they were casting it? Yes. I had an opponent cast this in like turn five. Gross. Exactly. Like it was also right. A ton of fun. Just like it was also really cool. And you know what? When they cast that Emrakul the Promised End off the top of the library, I was like, respect. Yeah. I respect you. I think this, I, I just love that combo so much and playing this card and, and like spinning the wheel yes. and seeing what you get. Exactly. Right. Sometimes you get something great, but also you might get like arcane signet. Right. You're exactly. Like, okay. You're like arboreal grazer and you're like, oh, well, nice. Okay. Yeah. I've got my monkey now. <laughs> um. That card's a monkey, right? No, it's a beast. It's a little beast. It should beastie. be a sloth, but it is just yeah, a beast. It's okay. a little beastie. Yeah, that I think this was would be one I would want to try out. Yeah, I like like I said, I highly recommend it. Even having just played against it, it seemed like a great deck uh, that did some really cool stuff. All right, awesome. And if you don't have all of the cards, it doesn't matter. You can just put in just what you fill have. In stuff. Yeah. Like, find. Do you own? Do you already have a card that has a similar like kind of function? Fine. Great. Just do that instead. Okay. Um, well, both of these have been sweet so far. Yeah. 
There's also um, one I wanted to talk about that I played against the Adeline Resplendent Cather deck. Ooh, yes. Uh, she is just like the lead of a little aggro deck that also totally wrecked me once. I mean, you don't always think of aggro decks in single, uh, excuse me, multiplayer formats. Yeah. Um, but Adeline, she's been the star of aggressive decks f- mm-hmm. since the moment she appeared on the scene. One white white for a legendary uh, creature human knight star for vigilance. Her power is equal to the number of creatures you control. And then when you attack for each opponent, create a one one white human creature token that's tapped and attacking that player or planeswalker they control. I love this card. Yeah. Pretty great. I have loved it since the first day I saw her beautiful face. <laughs> this deck just like ran me over. So, you know, good on them. Yeah, you're running just a bunch of like tiny little cards. All of the ones that are great and are played yeah. in multiple formats. Dauntless Bodyguard, Esper Sentinel, Giant Killer, which has yeah. its dual modes uh, for adventure. This deck literally has like a dozen one drops and two dozen two drops. I love that in this deck there's Isamaru Hound of Konda, which is a single yes. white 2-2. Do you remember this good boy? He's a, such a good boy. He's a legendary yeah. dog. Get nice. in the deck. He's so cute. Selfless savior. There's so many good dogs that are that are oh, cheap yeah. white mana. <laughs> um, it has my favorite card in the history of Magic Gathering in this deck. Do you know which card that is, Megan? Oh, which card? None other than Adanto Vanguard. Oh, I should have known. Uh, yep. When people from Wizards of the Coast tweet out like, what is your favorite card and why? I always try and answer because I really want them to make another Adanto Vanguard. Wow, and I would like nothing more than for them to never make another Adanto Vanguard. <laughs> Do you all remember this card? One white for a 1-1. One, one. As long as it's attacking, it's plus 2 plus 0. Oh. Pay 4 life. It gains indestructible until end of turn. Yeah. That's all I want in a card. Although Maria, Seasoned Hallowblade came in M21. Yeah, uh, that which was close. Was, yeah. It wasn't, I don't think it it's as good. It doesn't attack for as much. Yeah, and also you have to discard yeah. for that one. And I think paying for life is something I'm more interested in. Wow, um, Maria is just getting real fast and loose <laughs> with her life total over here. Yeah, I am. I love that card. So yeah, obviously this deck, I'm, I'm a huge fan of this as well. Yeah. Um, so like I said, like it's just been so cool. I also, when I started looking into this, there's already a ton of them that also are made around some of the Lord of the Rings cord- oh, nice. cords. Cords. Some of the Why? Lord of the Rings cords. Well, some of these little Lord of the Rings cords. <laughs> um, so you can play an Aragorn the Uniter deck, which wow. is green, red, blue, white, which is pretty sick. Aragorn, unite my colors, almost <laughs> all of them in this deck. Um, yeah, and so Aragorn says, whenever you cast a white spell, create a 1-1 one, one white human soldier creature token. Whenever you cast a blue spell, scry two. Whenever you cast a red spell, it deals three damage to target opponent. And whenever you cast a green spell, target creature gets plus, what, is that plus four plus four? Jeez, yeah, until end of turn. Yeah. That so, card's great. I know this deck. This card is just about like you're casting spells of all the colors. This one seems very, very fun. Yeah. Um, like this is just like what kind of color, colorful nonsense do you want to do? It's a toolbox commander mm-hmm. on the battlefield. So normally we think of toolbox cards as you going to your sideboard to get what you need. But in this case, um, Aragorn, you're just like, wait, what do I need at any given second? Yeah. I'm just going to play that color of spell because I have all of them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, if you want to do, oh man, I've also played against this deck and this deck just seemed so sick also, which is the Tom Bombadil five color sagas deck. Yes, sagas deck. Because he is all about sagas. And so like when this card starts going off, it is super cool. Tom Bombadil 
what is what does Mr. Tom do? Let's take a look here. Um, so Tom Bombadil is white, blue, black, red, green. Great. For a 4-4, as long as there are four or more lore counters among sagas you control, Tom Bombadil has hexproof and indestructible. I'm in. Whenever the final chapter ability of a saga you control resolves, reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a saga card. Put that card onto the battlefield and the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. This ability triggers only once each turn. So as soon as you cash a saga, you <laughs> for free get new saga oh my god and so like as soon as i realized i like they played it right and like they at some point they had like two sagas out wow. so we had indestructible because they were both on chapter two and i was like gosh this is like this is good but whatever and then one cash and like tom bomb it'll trigger and they just put a new one into play and i was like oh, wait a second i see what's happening here i love this deck too because the sub theme is enchantments which makes sense because yeah. you're playing with saga so you play with cards which i am a huge fan of like sithis harvest hand which is green white yes. for a one two whenever you cast an enchantment spell you gain a life and you draw a card and it is also it's just so cool right this list that i'm looking at has literally like 38 enchantments and they're like all sagas you're playing just like almost like every saga that's ever been made that's which so is, cool to me just like what a weird way really, to win the game really i love this cool exactly my question is how difficult is the mana but I mean, they seem to, to be doing fine with it. Okay. Like my opponent. The only reason I beat this person is because I drew Rivers Rebuke and I had enough power in play sure. to like bounce everything that they owned and then and then lethal them. And in you can one play turn. it with the sweet Phyrexian sagas too, like Elishnorn and Jindaxius, yes. those new ones. Um, <laughs> it's just like it's. <laughs> <laughs> this is nonsense that I'm here for. Yes, right. All right. Um, I should. Yeah, I should have told you about this one. This, like, yeah, this right is away. great. A plus Tom Bombadil. By the way, all this, you know, if you want to brew for Commander, I would think Historic Brawl would be a fun place to do it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do some stuff on Arena, which you can't do with Commander, um, this seems to be like getting you a little bit closer to that. And if you're interested in doing a Tom Bombadil deck in Commander, this might be a nice entry point to test some stuff out. Yeah, exactly. Okay, that seems sweet. I know, right? So there's just been like, there's just been some really cool stuff. Basically, if you can think of a legendary creature that you enjoy that's legal and historic, you can probably make like a cool brawl deck around it, right? There's more. Yeah. There's um, Gishath Sun's Avatar, which is like a dino's deck. I love Gishath. Which is pretty cool. It's like all about, right? Like you cast this and you put a bunch of big dinos into play. Like... What, what else do you want to be doing, man? If you like spiders and you like Lord of the Rings, Shalab Child of Ungoliant, that card has now spawned, yes. if you will. <laughs> a sp High a five spiders. Myself. A spider's a deck. Spider's deck. This is very cool. It's got a bunch of spiders, like chain a web, arachnir, murkwood spider. It obviously has Lolth Spider Queen. <laughs> yes, you need a spider queen. You need spider queen. All spiders are in this deck, basically. If it's a spider, it's in this deck, I want to say. Um, <laughs> Which giving looking at this deck right now is giving me the creep creeps. Um, yeah, I'm a spider hater. It's true. I know they're great for the environment and they eat mosquitoes. You spider hater. I'm a spider hater. But I mean, what a cool yeah. idea for a deck, by the way. There's also yeah, right. Like there's also just cool some cool cards that are like oh I haven't really like this always seemed like a cool card and I haven't been able to see it see it shine yet. Emoti Celebrant of Bounty is one that comes to mind. This Ooh. is the three green blue. Uh, 
for a 3-1, it has cascade and spells you cast oh, with mana yes. value six or greater have cascade. I love this card. I've I've done some really disgusting things with it. Right? And it's, so it's like, oh, this is a deck that's built all around being like, let's cascade, like, let's cast really big, let's ramp, cast really big spells and cascade. <laughs> Um, so the person behind MTG Goldfish, uh, Saffron Olive, has also got some budget ideas for you, yeah. too. If you don't have a lot of uh, room in your arena account for rares and mythic rares, wild cards, that kind of thing, there's a, a budget uh, Ayula Bears deck here. I love Ayula. Which, uh, Ayula, she is queen among bears, everybody. She be queen among bears. And this is just a beautiful little Bears Matter um, historic brawl deck, which... Because do you know what? Bears do matter. <laughs> I want to be bears super matter. clear that bears matter. Bears matter, everybody. In the world. Just in the world. Uh, there's so many beautiful bears in this deck that you can play with Ayula, of course, queen mm-hmm. among them. Um, I think it's a great little mono green build. So if you're interested in some uh, budget decks, you can head to mtggoldfish.com. And under the historic brawl category, Ayula bears is one of them, which I think is very, very cute. Yeah. Um, so lots of options for you in the world of historic brawl. It's just so much fun. Like I highly recommend, I wanted to talk about it because you've inspired me because I just, like I said, it was like totally random. I haven't played it in a long while. Yeah. And it was just the midweek magic that got me into it. And I was like, oh my goodness, I've been missing out because I am having a blast playing this. Um, it's, it's so much fun. So remember everybody historic brawl is still there. (laughs) It's still there. That's the most important thing. All right, Megan. Oh God, it's time for I can't the moment see of truth. It from here. Oh, you can't. Okay, I'll yeah. try and see. Just angle it a little. Can you so see? That we can can you can you see this? Yeah. Can you see this, everybody? Oh, boy. Can you see this? <laughs> I've got my timer here on my iPad, ready to okay. go. For Ooh. Megan to tell us the entire story of the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings in okay. five minutes or less, I'm gonna hit uh, start the moment that you start. So this is a very special story time with Megan, everybody. All right. Are you prepared? <sighs> As as much as I will ever be, Maria. Okay, ready, set, begin. Okay, we open on the Hobbit. Bilbo Baggins is a Hobbit, which is like a humanoid with hairy feet, and they like love being cozy. And obvious, like honestly, <laughs> Hobbits are kind of like hashtag goals, right? Like they just love being cozy, and I also love being cozy. Mm-hmm. Uh, for some reason, Gandalf, who's a wizard, picks Bilbo to be the burglar for these dwarves who want to go reclaim their treasure from inside a mountain. And Bilbo's like, "Why me?" And the dwarves are also like, "Why this guy?" Uh, but Gandalf's <laughs> like, "He can do it. Don't worry about it." And also. Honest question, why is Gandalf so invested in these dwarves? He like saves them from some trolls and takes them to Rivendell and saves them from goblins in the Misty Mountains. But why is God like I why is Gandalf know, so invested? Honestly. We never talk about it. Anyways. (laughs) I don't know. Exactly. In the Misty Mountains, everyone's captured by goblins, except Bilbo, who like rolls away or something and just gets (laughs) left behind. He finds a ring on the ground, and then he has like this creepy riddle off with like a nocturnal creep named Gollum. Uh, He puts on the ring. He escapes. Nocturnal creep. (laughs) He escapes from the mountains. Everyone is chased by wargs and then rescued by eagles and a bear guy named Bjorn. Whatever happened to that dude? Eagles always I rescuing know. people. God. And Bjorn was, I think, is like kind of. It sounds hot. I remember him as, <laughs> in my imagination being hot. Anyways, don't see him again. Anyways, Gandalf is like. There's some other niche interest of mine has come up, so I have to leave. Peace out. They get trapped by some big spiders, and then they get trapped by wood elves who are just elves that suck. (laughs) (laughs) And Bilbo puts 
the captured dwarves into barrels, and then they all oh, float yeah, down a river, river to Lake Town, which is a town on a lake. Great job naming that place, team. <laughs> then they all go hang out on the mountain, and Bilbo chats with Smog, the dragon on the treasure, and learns that his weakness is getting shot in the heart like lots of us. <laughs> he My weakness is death. I don't <laughs> exactly. know about you. Smog goes to burn Lake Town to the ground, and some archer shoots him because some bird was like, shoot him in the heart. Uh, and then, like, all the people in the wood elves go up the mountain to be like, give us our share of treasure. We're the one who, like, you know, we're the one who killed that dragon. And he burned the town to the ground. And Thorin the dwarf is like a jerk who's like, no. And then there's almost a big fight. But then there's a big fight with the goblins and the wargs instead. And then Bilbo goes home and all the hobbits are like, that's one weird dude now. And he doesn't really have friends anymore. Oh, shoot. Okay. My screen my screen went. Hold on. Oh, I'm gosh. turning back. I'm okay, turning I'm going to keep on. going. Keep going. Fellowship of the Ring. 234. Oh, it's Bilbo's 111th birthday, and he throws <laughs> a big party, and then he disappears, <laughs> once again being hashtag goals. He leaves this nice ring to his heir, Frodo. Gandalf is like, Frodo, you got to get this thing out of here. Dark Lord Sauron's power is growing again, and like things are going to get bad. Yeah. So Frodo, Sam, Merry, and Pippin all take off. The ring wraiths chase them. A mean tree eats them. They meet a guy, question mark, question mark, question mark, named Tom Bombadil, question mark question mark who saves them he's super weird and Bree they meet Aragorn whose professional job is saving all of these dum-dums they all head for Rivendell Frodo gets stabbed it's a bad time also the yeah. ring rates get swept away in a flood Gimli Gandalf Boromir and Legolas join the party they go through the mines of Morio Moria where a Balrog pulls Gandalf into a chasm and then they go to Lorien where they meet Galadriel who gives them some nice gifts and then they go down the river on a boat some orcs find them and split them up Boromir tries to take the ring from Frodo. Frodo decides to be all tragic and heroic and go to Mordor on his own. And Sam is like, but I love you, so I'm going to come with you. All right, That's two true. towers. Mary and Pippin are captured by orcs. They meet <laughs> Ents, who are big tree people. They're all going to go for fight the orcs of Isengard, which are led by Saruman, who used to be a good wizard, but now is a bad wizard. Gandalf is back. He's Gandalf the White now, and it's like sick. <laughs> the, the, the Ents and Saruman and Merry and Pippin, like, they all go. First, they stop in Rohan for a little bit, where they're like, this guy, Wormtongue, has has a bad name that should have told you he was a bad dude. <laughs> He's making known. you a spooky coward. Uh, and the writers of Rohan are like, you're right, we are spooked cowards now. And so they're like, one minute, tongue, get one out minute of remaining. Okay, so all of like, the writers of Rohan and everybody, they go to uh, Isengard. And first, this book is mostly about the big fight with Saruman, who's a bad wizard now. It's a big battle of Helm's Deep. Yeah. Uh, the good guys eventually emerge victorious, essentially, okay? Um, Got it. Like Frodo and Sam, uh, in the meantime, they make friends with Gollum. Uh, they go to Mordor. They just like literally walk up to the gate and they're like, ah, we can't go in here. And Gollum's like, I know a secret way. Um, they meet Boromir's younger brother, Faramir. Yeah. And he's like, peace out, guys. I'll help you out as much as I can. They go, Frodo gets trapped by Big 25. Spider. Uh, Sam thinks he's dead. Okay. The Return of the King. Yeah, 20 seconds. Now we're going to Minas Tirith, which is, you know, like the, the big city of Gondor, right? It's yeah. nice and pretty. pretty. Aragorn's going to be king someday. The guy who's currently king is kind of like a little a little meanie about it. 10 seconds. They have a big fight with Mordor. Like a whole, everybody fights. Uh, Frodo tries to throw Five, the ring into, four, into Mount Doom, but three, Gollum bites his finger two, off. They all go one. to the elf place across the ocean. Zero. <laughs> <laughs> That alarm sounding means you have done it in five minutes or less. Congratulations. It was definitely not or less. <laughs> I really like.
like how you condensed the last movie. I thought that was very well done. Oh, uh, thank you. <laughs> like I said, it was going to be a lot on the Hobbit yeah. and consecutively less about everything oh, man. else. Man, you telling me about those Hobbits in the barrels on the river scene. Right? Really brought back that was really memories. really for me. Of watching the Hobbit movie, which was just awful. Yes. Well, the reason, like that book is not very big. No. Like it was when J.R.R. Tolkien still know how to edit himself. Yeah. <laughs> and he wrote a nice short little adventure book. Yeah. And they were like, what if instead we made it into a slog? They shot that film. The reason it's so, one of the reasons that's not so great. I mean, like it had a lot to live up to, but yeah. um, in a high frame rate, which makes it look like you're watching a video tape as opposed to a movie, which are normally shot in 24 frames yeah. per second to give it that nice look. It's not like hyper realistic or whatever. Yeah. A lot of theaters couldn't actually show it in the high fil- uh, frame rate. But if you did happen to see it, it just looks uncanny Bad. valley. It looks like you're watching like like a camcorder, you know, Weird. and it's just like that's not what I'm looking for no. when I see a movie. I want it some soft, nice, pretty stuff, not yes. like I'm looking at somebody's home video films from we 1993. Nice, anyway, stuff. I just had to mention that everybody. Yeah. I was thinking about it. But uh, I also just wanted to job. like right like seriously, why was Gandalf so invested in those dwarves? It's a good question. I don't know. He goes through a lot of trouble. I mean, Gandalf is kind of like a weird wizard, right? Like that's true. He is invested in the lives of these people, which just, is I think just because in a weird way. Yeah, because even Saruman is like, "What's up with you and these hobbits?" Yes, even Saruman <laughs> is like, "What's up?" With these like, hobbits? dude, you are basically an angel. You're a divine being, and you're like up here, like smoking weed with the hobbits. Like, what's your deal, yo? Yeah. Although to be fair, again. Hobbits, maybe Gandalf realized that hobbits are hashtag goals. Yeah. He's like, these guys got it figured out. They figured out. it out. They're having they live second in breakfast. Cozy homes and eat frequently. Yep. What more? Very honestly, what more do you freaking <laughs> want? <laughs> they have an adorable pub. There is a festivals where they have fireworks yes. and birthdays. I want to live in a cozy house that I own and eat a lot of meals. What do you think the hobbits' healthcare situation is? <laughs> Really great question. Do you think it's universal health care? I, I just have, if I'm going to go I'm going to go with yes. I want to know what We're I'm getting into. yes. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, you know. It's like a little hobbit welfare state. Exactly. Where they garden and they eat cheese for yeah. every meal. Okay, this Perfect. sounds really good. Um, Anyways. <laughs> and they smoke pipe weed. Pipe weed, yeah. With wizards. And when Gandalf comes back as Gandalf the White, he's gone for like millennia, you know, in his experience. Yes. And he comes back and he's just like. What was happening again? What's yeah, up? that's right. He does ha- basically have wizard amnesia. She's like, God is like, oh, I feel like I was doing something with you. Oh, yeah. You used to call me Gandalf. Oh, that's yeah. Right. That's right. Like, think about what that experience would be like if you left for like two millennia. You're off with God doing God <laughs> knows what. You come back to Earth. And it's still the same time. No time yeah. has passed. No so time like, has like passed. a month. It would be absolutely. It's like the, I, I still, I mean, we are all still haunted by the inner light. Uh, the, the, the Star Trek episode, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. Where Picard thing, literally goes of. and like lives a full lifetime mm-hmm. on another planet, dies of old age, essentially. Yep. Gets married, has children, has, has grandchildren. Kids. Yes. Learns to play a flute. Exactly. And they're like, BT dubs, we brought you here to witness the end of our world. So someone would remember our so civilization. So someone would remember our civilization. And then he has to wake up and just be like, hey, actually, buddy, that all happened in one day here. So just go back to being yourself the way that you, you were, were 40 years ago. He's like, 
uh, I'm going to need a moment to process that. But they're like, ooh, you don't really have a moment because probably the Borg are coming. <laughs> exactly. Like legitimately, that civilization uh, was just doing like the best thing that they knew to be like, remember us. Yeah. But it could be argued that what they did was torture. I mean, seriously. Like, I believe. Can like, you imagine going back and then you have to live your whole life again, yes. picking up after you've had a, had a children, grandchildren, you've lived an entirely different life. And, an entirely and different like, life that you're you were back. forced into in the middle of your life. Uh, you would just, I don't know how you adjust back. Exactly. I don't know how. That's what I'm saying. Anyways, a great episode of Star Trek. If you haven't seen it, everybody, yeah. the inner light, stream it. Um, uh, wow. And the same thing happened to Gandalf. <laughs> and the same thing, basically, the Our same thing is, happened to the Gandalf. The same thing happened to Gandalf. Okay. Jean-Luc Picard is the Gandalf of wow. Star Trek. Wow, he is. He is. And he does go through the transformation from Gandalf to the Great to Gandalf the White after he becomes the cutest of the Borg. Yes. You could argue. You could, could argue. argue. We are arguing. <laughs> <laughs> Do we need to start a Star Wars pod? I mean, Star Wars. Oh, my God. Kill me. Star Trek podcast? Wow. I Probably. mean, there's a little preview for you all. If you yeah. liked this, <laughs> let us know. Message us. We could give you more of this. There's more where this came from. It's going to uh, be a Star Trek and yeah. like times whatever crossover of the week. Yeah. <laughs> well, human beings um, and anybody who is now Gandalf the White, thank you for listening to this podcast today, <laughs> which is a podcast, which we established yeah. at the top of it. Or any hobbits who are just out there. Yeah, absolutely. In your hobbit hole. We want to know about your second breakfast. Your healthcare system. <laughs> That's Send a, us a message the last about your we need to healthcare know. system, please. Uh, <laughs> we would love to know. Also, I guess, like, what is education like? But also, someone has pointed out, like, okay, is there? there's a point at which someone is, like, reading a book by Freddie Bulger, and, like, did he just self-publish? Is all Hobbit Bill liberty? Bill self-publish his book. Oh, he just right. wrote it like, with a, his pen. <laughs> and so do all, like, is the Hobbit publishing industry exclusively self-published? I don't think they have a, a publishing industry. A, a printing press. So it's all handwritten? That's what I I assume. don't know that I can live in a pre-printing <laughs> press society. Well, you just invent the press for them. Wow. In Hobbitsville. Okay, but That then, might change the whole dynamic, Going though. back to Star Trek, am I violating the press? Well, obviously. <laughs> Pretty egregiously. <laughs> You are super violating the Prime Directive by giving the Hobbits a pretty press. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think. Oh, God. Hey, thank you, everybody who's a patron over on patreon.com slash glhfmagic. <laughs> and to Card Kingdom, cardkingdom.com slash glhf. Head on over there for your Commander Master stuff that's coming out August 4th. Next week, uh, yeah. MC Barcelona chat. Yes. Get you ready for that. Yeah. We'll be recording that later this week. Yes. So it'll come out a little bit, or it'll be recorded a little bit ahead of time. Come out as as per usual. Because we're going to be on some planes. Yeah. Or we'll be actually in Spain already yeah. by the time that our recording date would roll around. Um, thank you so much to everyone who makes this possible, that possible, yep. us talking about Star Trek Times Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Great crossover. Possible. Great crossover. Um, by being a patron over at patreon.com slash glhfmagic. Uh, consider becoming one today. It really means so much to us. Yes. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll give you a shout out next episode if you become a new patron or increase your pledge. Yes. Uh, so everyone, see you next week. Um, yep. Shout out as well to Card Kingdom. Yes. Cardkingdom.com slash glhf. I already shouted them out. You. Where were you? Well, were you off oh, with wow. God? I was God. I was having my Gandalf vacation. <laughs> Gandalf vacation. Is, That's which, a great way to put which it. Which just means checking out a reality for as long as as long as necessary. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>